Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As we welcome in uh, our 1320 Kings insider, James Sand. I think if you, I don't know if you like this light on you, but you could turn around and because one no, of the, the, the lights under you are, are motion censored. So if you if you just turn around, you could turn the lights on, or you could keep the spotlight on you. It's it's totally up to you. <laughs> you look like Kyle Matson did the other day. It's 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 fantastic. I feel glorious. I don't know. You do. You it's you making kind of, me glow. I, I like it. <laughs> I, I, I I like it. But you know, Javier brought up the, the HB for John Collins. I just don't like the John Collins idea. Uh, you you were you were still getting situated, and Javier was asking about you know making a trade before. Uh, before the trade deadline and, and brought up Harrison Barnes. I'm 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 kind of at the point, James, and I think we've talked about this a couple of times, where I'm comfortable riding with Harrison Barnes, and hopefully uh, he's enjoying this experience. He sees that this franchise is moving in a positive direction, and he can be a part of it for, for years to come. Yeah, I mean, you still have the option to, to uh, like, approach Harrison Barnes and work out an extension. So you can do that during the season until he – becomes a free agent, you can do it. Mm-hmm. So um, he's in a very unique situation when it comes to his contract status. Um, but if I'm the Kings, like, you're over the last 14 games, you're 7-7, seven and seven, right? It, you've played 500 ball, which against some really tough competition, uh, including, you know, a huge six-game road trip, uh, a two-game road trip that was very difficult where you figured out things. And, you know, I, I don't know. For me... This team just keeps telling us very clearly they're one piece away. And whether that's a big piece or whether that's a, a you know, like one or two smaller pieces, it still means that they're one piece away from being mm-hmm. someone that you feel comfortable saying they're a four, five, six, seven. Um, and, you know, if you're the Kings, you need to be a six or better because there's a good chance that Golden State Warriors are going to be one of those bottom teams looking to jump up out of uh, you know the play-in and and try to get into the the top end of the the tournament and you got to be above that that bottom section where you're in the play-in. So the thing about that, James, um, and what's going on, James? How you doing? What's happening? Yeah. Um, the thing about that is, I think if you're, I don't know, if you're if you're looking to make that move to solidify yourself as a four, five, six, you're going to have some interesting decisions to make. Like there, there's got to be a guy out there that essentially is better than Harrison Barnes. Like that's the, that is the trade ship that you have, in my opinion. I know you got expiring money and things of that nature, Lynn and uh, uh, Terrence Davis and all this other stuff. I don't know how appealing Rashawn Holmes is to a lot of people. I think when you're talking about making a move to get somebody in here that'll change your fortunes, I think it's, I think it starts with Harrison Barnes being part of the deal and number one, can you find somebody that is better than Harrison Barnes uh, to to trade with? Number two, do you want to upset the apple cart? I don't. It, it's a 
I, I don't know the answer either way. Like it's it's a tough decision to make if 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 you want to make that type of you know big signing to to kind of solidify yourself. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. Like, you're not going to get something for nothing. And even if you go back to the Harrison Barnes deal when they originally got him, it's just so few and far between where you find a team that's literally ready just to get off of some salary and you Mm -hmm. can give up what they gave up. What was that? Justin Jackson and uh, Zebo, right, for Harrison Barnes. Like, if there's one of those deals out there, the Kings should have already made it. Um, But... I don't think there is. And, and what you're hoping is that there's going to be more teams that fall out of the race. And we're starting to see like sort of the rumor mill churn with, is Toronto going to be a, a seller? Uh, is Charlotte going to be a seller? Is Washington going to be a seller? Where are these teams at? And at what point do they pull the plug? What, Utah, is Utah going to be a seller? Well, the the honest answer is probably all four of those teams are going to be sellers because this is an epic game of cat and mouse, but everyone realistically is going to be playing for Victor Wimbignana at some point because he's just too good and you're going to have to take that plunge. But if I'm the Kings, I I don't know if the dilemma is even Harrison Barnes at this point, because I think Harrison Barnes, he does mean so much to what you're trying to do. Right. And you're hoping that you can stick around with him long-term knowing that there's a possibility that you can't, but the real question, we talked about this on the podcast um, on, I think it was Monday like, where are you at with Keegan Murray? And does he become part of the discussion? Because that might be your your chip that you have um, because you're tied up with all your, your first-round picks. So I just don't know how you do that again. I, I agree with you. I, I feel like you, 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 maybe you could do that once. And you, and you did it with Tyrese. And, hey, it's worked out for everyone. Man, I think it's tough to do that again. Well, and I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying that, like, when you call teams, that's what they're going to say. You call the Utah Jazz and say, is Lowry marketing available? And they will say, maybe. But it's going to cost you X, Y, and Z. And one of the first things going to be put on the table is we would like to have Keegan Murray. Especially for a team that's looking to rebuild, hoping they hit the lottery. You've got a player. Well, that and you're you're basically offering up a top four pick from right. the previous draft, and right. I mean that's that's a lot to offer. And I'm not saying the Kings shouldn't, uh, should or shouldn't trade Keegan. What I'm saying is that that's going to be the offer. Th- those are going to be the things that are discussed that teams are going to come after the Kings with. It's going to be their ask. And I mean the other option is you go to Atlanta and you try to work out something where you get your first round picks back. And so whether that means you get your you give up a 25, which would free up your 2023 and your 2027, or you give them a 24, and that would free up your 26 and your 28. If you got two first-round picks, all of a sudden you become a, a contender for one of these players, You know whether it's OG Ananobi if he becomes available or it's Larry Markkinen. Uh, there's going to be someone that becomes available that you could go and pursue. Or the other option is that you go add some smaller players pieces you you look at see what's happening with charlotte kelly uber is out now six to eight weeks or four to six weeks um will they talk about uh mason Plumley? will they talk about a pj washington um those are more like you're going to give up expiring contracts and a couple of second round picks most likely they'll ask for a first but they're not going to get a first so uh, yeah i think that the kings are in a in a position where you clearly know what your holes are and you need to go figure out a way to to put some spackling over them and and fix it and uh, until they do that, they're going to keep running into this situation that they're in the like tonight, where this is the seventh time this season where they've got to four games over 500. 
And the previous six times they lost the next game. They haven't been five games over 500 since 2006. <laughs> it's, you know, we talk about uh, Malik Monk saying that, you know, Kevin Herter was afraid of 30. Well, the Kings are clearly afraid of five. They're, <laughs> I mean, like, get over it. Like, move past it. At some point, you got you got to take that step because you can't you can't get to six or seven games over five hundred until you get to five. Nah, there it's just the way that it works. You know who was afraid of five last night? Uh, <laughs> the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Um, to your point, though, and I understand what Damian is saying about you can't go to that trading your you know first round yeah, pick well. again. I think, and I, I'm not advocating either. But I'm just saying, I think for Laurie Marketing, no, you can't do that. For Pascal Siakam, mm. now we can have a conversation because you're talking about a multiple-time All-Star. You're talking about a guy that's proven um, in this league to produce at a high level. And if you're adding a guy like that to the fold, then we we can have some internal but, discussions. But what you know are what we, I mean? Say, that's what we want to do. But what are we talking about, though? Like, you, you you talk about Pascal Siakam. I I I think Pascal Siakam is 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 phenomenal. Are are we talking about the Kings going to the NBA Finals this season? Is that the discussion we're having? Because I think the question, <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious because I think the question you have to ask yourself is Siakam next year getting you further than Keegan Murray next year would, and whatever else you're I, giving up because it's not like it's Keegan for Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I think. I think, James, and you can tell me what you think. I think if you get Pascal Siakam, especially the way this West is shaping out, you have a chance to get to the NBA Finals. With this group, yes. Keegan, maybe you still do. I said that a couple weeks ago. Like, I was like, it's not inconceivable. Epiphany, yes. It's not inconceivable. And and that's why, it's probably why, like, it would take more than Pascal Siakam for me to move on from Keegan Murray. It would just really take a lot. But talking about James's point, like, that's, that's something that you at least have to discuss if you're talking about making a moves because you just don't have a lot of trade chips. Yeah, okay, so I, I just can't talk about NBA Finals. Like, we're <laughs> literally talking about the Sacramento Kings. They haven't made the playoffs in 16 consecutive seasons. And what we're looking at is, I'll just give this as an example. Early in the season. Suns went nine. There we go. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, but early in the season, we saw this team, they couldn't figure out how to win on the second night of a back-to-back, right? Uh, every single time they faced second night of a back-to-back, they got they got kicked around. All of a sudden, they're figuring out how to win on the second night of a back-to-back, mm-hmm. right? So the three NBA, in a row. Yeah. I believe the number's three in a row. The NBA has this, this really basic process of improvement. And every once in a while, you can jump ahead of, ahead of the line, but it doesn't usually work that way. And so when you're you get to the playoffs and you're learning the playoffs for the first time, there's so much that goes into a playoff game that, that teams like the Kings— who just had their lone ESPN game taken away from them, right? This team has never sat for a four-minute playoff timeout. They don't know what that feels like. They they don't. And, like, there's a nervous energy that happens. There's all these things that happen. And, you know, you're looking at, you're going up against teams that are playing 20 national television games a season, and you've got, like, three on NBA TV. And so there there's this learning curve that happens where usually you get to the first round, and you get beat up pretty bad. You might win a game, and it's exciting, and it's fun, but you take something from that, and you come back the next year, and you're better. We're, we've heard Jason Tatum talk about it. He now thinks he knows what it takes to win an NBA championship. Like, okay. It, the other team does too. 
So, because you're going to face a team that's likely been there before as well. And you got to figure out if you know more about what it takes to win an NBA championship than they do. But either way, just getting there is like, it's so far fetched for the Kings at this point because they haven't, like, that's, that's learning, that's going from being a baby in a crib to being an Olympic sprinter basically when you're 18 months old. Like, it just doesn't happen. And so I hope that the Kings can take a huge step forward. But this team isn't one player away from being, like, a title contender. What they are is they're one move away from being a really, really strong 4-5-6 team in, in the Western Conference with the potential for next year to be a 2-3-4-5. And then the next year, maybe we're talking about someone who could compete for something bigger. Um, but that's why I, I keep going back to a guy like Laurie Marketin who's 25 years old, fits exactly the age arc of this team, who's averaging 23.5 points, 8-plus rebounds, a couple of assists. He can do just about everything. He's not a great defender, but a perfect fit next to Sabonis. And he's under contract this year, the next year, the year after that, at like 16, 17, and 18. It's it's just like the Sabonis contract all over again. Uh, Lawyer Marketing then- can go to hell. Straight to hell. I, I, don't know, I don't know why. I don't know what the Kings ever did to him. But he he is just a he he, he is incredible. Uh, Glory Bird, and it, it's just not the Kings. In his last five games, he's averaging thirty point eight rebounds, fifty percent from the field, ninety seven percent from the free throw line. Goodness gracious, man! We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk about uh, last night's game. We'll talk about that performance. Uh, from De'Aaron Fox, we'll talk about the bench. We'll talk about Davion and KZ Akpala. Uh, we'll talk about DeMontis Sabonis and Mike Brown. We'll do all of that with James Ham here as D'Lo and KC continue on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. No, no, no. Back to D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. We can continue this discussion. Well, obviously, you know, James Ham is here. We'll, we'll talk plenty about the uh, Sacramento Kings. They're back on the floor tonight at the Golden One Center, I think kicking off a five-game homestand um, mm-hmm. with the Atlanta Hawks tonight, second night of a back-to-back, second time that they've played Atlanta uh, on the second night of a back-to-back. By the way, James mentioned that the team having uh, struggles figuring out how to win on the second night of a back-to-back and have s- figured it out since. They lost their first two. They won their last three. Uh, their record at this point in back-to-backs is three and two. 
with uh, tonight's approaching. But we were talking about football a moment ago uh, yeah. during the commercial break, and you know, obviously, what happened on Monday is still at the forefront of of so many people's mind. Was there, you know, James? We've had discussions in the past, uh, and Kenny mentioned this yesterday regarding his son Reese that you know, we. Reese is not playing football. My son's not playing football. You and you just said the same thing. Like you wouldn't allow your sons to play football. Yeah, my my oldest, six uh, four, one hundred and sixty five pounds, fastest kid that you'll ever see. He was a soccer player for years and years. Uh, like four five forty, maybe a little better than that. And like we didn't even consider letting him go out. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised he wasn't like recruited heavily by the football players. You know, big strong soccer player that knows how to run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, there's just something to it. Like I played high school football and I still have injuries from high school football and you just get beat up. And, and that's before we even knew what we knew about the concu- the concussions. And that's always my concern, the concussion thing. This, this injury here with, uh, uh, Hamlin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it was such a freak situation. I think what we'll probably learn is that he got hit between like right on the, right on the heart between chest uh, between heartbeats and it stopped mm-hmm. his heart like right then. And it's something that happens like, to be honest, uh, more often in little league, it, mm-hmm. you know, young kids who don't know how to take a hit to get hit by a pitch, they'll open up and they'll get hit right in the, in the heart and it can stop your heart. If it hits just the right spot at the right time. And now I'm not letting my kids play baseball. Yeah. So <laughs> I, like, I mean, but football is a, an inherently violent sport yeah. and, um, you know, like I, I love football. I love watching football. I'm just, you know, I, I don't it's want hard. my kids doing it. Yeah. 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 No, it's same with you, Am. I mean, uh, I know Reese had talked the last, maybe this past fall, uh, cause of a couple of his friends were playing flag football. And I said, I'm not even going to give you that taste. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to give Gateway you that taste. Drug. Flat football is a gateway drug. <laughs> it's a great sport. I loved. I, I was a starting wide receiver in flag football. I played high school football. I, like I, I loved it. I showed up to practice every single day. But then you get to the end, and you're like, man, there's nowhere else to play football after this. Like mm-hmm. there's like so few leagues out there of even flag football where adult men are playing flag football or or women are playing flag football. It's not like softball where you can play softball until you're in your 80s. Uh, there's there's old man leagues out there that let you play until you can't play no more. Um, I will. Yeah, yeah. And so, but football is one of those sports that when when you're done, like you you're going to pay the price for it. It doesn't matter. Like you know, one of my son's buddies' little brother blew out his knee in the first game for Bear River this year, torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Like knee will never be the same. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's tough. My godson's dealing with the torn ACL MCL that he's like a year into his comeback here at this point trying to get ready. I saw him the other day though shout out to uh house party with a little windmill dunk yeah I mean he can get up he's 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 explosive like he's 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 a good ball player he's he's lost the season but he's he's staying focused in school man but it's hard that was on the basketball floor um (laughs) the one game we were at we were at every game leading into that one but missed that one and uh he tore his he tore his knee up, man. It's hard. Sports are hard. Sports are really hard uh, for young guys. But um, yeah, it's been certainly a, a, a weird week. And this was this was part of our conversation. And we'll get back to the Kings. But this is part of our conversation yesterday, where you just kept saying, "I love football." You know, I, I love football. I love the sport of football. 
and mm -hmm. I had like the realization I don't. Yeah, I don't love the game anymore. I, think I don't it, like love what it is. It probably lost a lot of fans on Monday night. I mean, it was it lost it, it was like so they've dramatic. lost me for a while. But man, yeah. that, that sitting sitting through being unable to turn away from what happened on Monday oh, was wasn't really that difficult. Like we couldn't turn the channel. Mm -mm. Like we just sat there the whole time because no. you're worried that you know they're going to come out with some. Well, you're wondering what the hell you just watched. Yeah, I and mean, it was just absolutely tragic to watch uh, something like that happen. And yeah, it, it took all of the the luster out of the weekend and and everything. I mean, just really a a, a bummer of a night. As mm -hmm. we uh, attempt to segue, any truth? To Deuce Mason's claim that you wore a leather helmet when you played in high school, <laughs> <laughs> I just needed no. a, I needed a transition, and Deuce provided it. Yeah, no, I I played for a really good high school, uh, Deuce Mason. <laughs> I played for Nevada Union during their heyday. Um, oh, that's a flex. Oh wow, that's yeah, that is, yeah, that is kind of a, that's 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 strong. Yeah, that's so strong. yeah, we, we were strong. we were pretty good. Uh, Deuce, I, on the Deuce other hand, I think is a Del a Campo grad. Yeah, I believe the most famous Del Campo uh, graduate ever, no. Matt Barnes, yeah. close second. Yeah, uh, Deuce then then Matt Barnes. Yeah, I, I, I think that's how I think that's how it works. Um, we come. I watched Matt wasn't Barnes. Dusty? Where was Dusty? Wasn't Dusty Baker Del Campo? Well, I thought Dusty went to El Camino. Dusty didn't go to, didn't go to El, El Camino. Camino. Derek Lee went to El Camino. Derek Lee went to El Camino. And Greg Vaughn went to Kennedy, right? Yeah, poor guy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, so no leather helmet for James. No. Uh, but the Jazz needed a helmet for De'Aaron Fox last night. <laughs> was, he tried. He I tried. Trying. I got at it. Trying. <laughs> uh, Start getting scorecards for, for my attempt to, uh, to transition. Um, can you rank that fourth quarter performance from De'Aaron Fox last night? You've seen, you've seen De'Aaron Fox's entire career. That 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 has to be up there. I think so too. Uh, like when I watch that game, and it goes back to the the previous game with Utah. Like the defense wasn't wasn't great, but at the same time, that was just two really good teams going at it. That's what it felt like. It felt like playoff basketball. It felt like this is what the Kings are trying to build towards. You know, we always we talked about it early in the season. You got to learn how to win. Well, mm -hmm. Kings have won three of the last four games by a total of four points. It's crazy. I mean, they just keep going in there and battling and, and coming up with wins. And I, I think maybe more than anything else, what we're learning right now is that De'Aaron Fox is one of the best closers in the NBA. And mm. and it's something that if you can have that in your back pocket, then you know that you're going to be okay as long as you keep the, the score close through three quarters. And what we're seeing from Demonis Sabonis, which is just this epic consistency what he is doing on a night in and night out basis where he's just carrying this team like physically mentally just just carrying them through game after game and then allowing other players to be great in their own right but if you can get fox to become this uh, you know i want to see more in the fir first quarter uh some of the reason why the first that one point starts, didn't do it for you yeah not great not great bob um but then that's uh the second quarter, too, like he was in there while the first three and a half minutes of the second quarter when it was him and the bench, and you instantly saw that, like, without Sabonis is one thing, but without all those shooters, hmm. Fox is mortal, and that was just some of the worst basketball I've ever seen. I mean, they have four turnovers, two points over three, and I think 312 of the quarter, and they just gave their lead right back. 
Um, so I need to see consistency throughout the game where Fox is always a threat. But does that really matter? I mean, in baseball, you have a closer who's sitting over there who you know might be able to get three outs, who might be able to get six outs. And and that means that your team is going to be really good. All you got to do is get to the eighth inning and then hand it over. I think that could be where the Kings are heading, where you know Fox is going to have to score and do things throughout the game, play defense and set up his teammates and, and score 10, 12 points early in the game. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, you give him the ball and you say, all right, let's see what you got. You know, the the performance last night was so amazing to see him uh, close out that game that way and play the way he did in the fourth quarter. But it also is maddening, right? Because you see the way he played in Memphis. And once again, he didn't play bad in Memphis, but he didn't put his fingerprints on that game at all, in my opinion. And we see that so often from De'Aaron, where you see a game like Memphis and then you see a game like last night in Utah. And it's like, why can't we get Utah almost every night? He's the one that said it, and I agree with him 100%. I can get any shot I want to. Last night, wherever he wanted to get on the court, he he could do it. And it's it's always frustrating because I think we all see the talent that he has. It's like, man, why don't you just put that on display all 35 minutes that you're playing every single night? And some nights he's okay with just kind of playing the background role. Yeah, but I'm not sure that there are a lot of players in the league that you feel that the whole time. Like, every once in a while there's a player that you feel like from open to, to close that they're there and providing something. But, you know, the way Fox plays, with the speed he plays at, the pace he plays at, it's really difficult to keep consistently. Like, it's one thing if you're a shooter and you're always shooting. I mean, that's you need to get open and, you know, but... Like as far as like the the expenditure of energy on offense is different than when you're a point guard who does what he does. And I think there are games where he has to save up for the fourth quarter. And, you know, I, I think he was ready not only for the fourth quarter, but he was ready if there was overtime. He was ready to keep going. And just the way that he's been able to like become so clutch. I mean, again, what is he shooting? Like six we saw the stat last night, like sixty two percent in the clutch. And last yeah. time I saw this stat, it was he was at 57, and the next best guy was at 47% in the clutch. Mm. And now he's in the 60s? Like, what he's doing... And the NBA has this award this year, Mr. Clutch, right? Like, hmm. that should that should very much play a part in the decision whether or not he's an all-star. And I also think this stretch of games right here will decide whether he's an all-star this year. What, Damian, real quick, what I want from De'Aaron Fox, and maybe we already get that because we're... Uh, people who follow the Kings or Kings fans, and, you know, we're on this side of it. But I want to get to the point, Damien, what what I say? We're sitting there watching the Warriors game and the Kings are down 12. Oof, Steph is out. Got to win here. Da-da-da-da. Get it to Jokic six. Is out. Ooh, Jokic is out. You got to win here. You got to da-da-da. Dame is out. Ooh, you got to take advantage of this time. I want said other the same people. thing during the Wizards game, too, and it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work at all. Skip his 18-point lead to 12. Never happened. Damien was like, I don't think they can give up any more points in this. It's not true. <laughs> but I want here. other teams. I want Fox's um, fingerprints all over these games to be when people are playing the Kings and Sabonis, or excuse me, Sabonis, too. But when Fox takes takes a breather, Ooh, Fox is out. Got to take advantage of these minutes when Fox is out because when he comes back in, it, it's it's a it's a tall task. 
Yeah, and I mean, here's the deal, though. Like, Sabonis is a top 10 NBA player right now. I don't think we can, that's even arguable. He's, what, number three in the league in win shares. Behind, like, uh, I don't know, Jokic and Luka Doncic. Hmm. It's those three as in win shares. Like, he is so incredibly impactful. And if you can get two guys that are like that, even if they're different in what they do and how they do it and when they do it during a game, then you become really, really difficult. And then when you add all these other pieces, um, you know, your your Malik Monks, your Kevin Herters, your Harrison Barnes, your Keegan Murrays, and, and you're you're starting to get a team rolling on all cylinders, like this this team has the potential to be really dangerous and a tough out. Like if you're going up against the Kings and you have to game plan how to stop them in a seven game series, they're not gonna be fun to to figure out because there's gonna be at least one or two games where they don't miss and then you're done. There's nothing you can do. When this team doesn't miss, they're almost unbeatable. And, you know, it doesn't matter how many points you're going to put up on them. If Herter is hitting seven threes and, and Monk's coming off the bench and giving you 15 or 18, uh, and then you're getting, you know, the normal out of your other guys, like this is going to be a team that, that no one wants to play. And uh, I think right now they're kind of sneaking under the radar. But getting that, that two-man that's unstoppable makes everything for everyone else much, much easier. Yeah. Uh, D. Casey, uh, James Ham here on KIFM West Sacramento 98.5 FM KRX QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320 driven by Lashers Elk Grove Dodge always live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, you can watch the show on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320 youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. Is this the most confident you've seen De'Aaron Fox play? I mean, certainly, I think the first part of the, yeah, I, I think the first part of the There's a uh, bunch of children here in season. the chatty house. <laughs> Kenny and Soren are 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 giant kids who think they're funny, messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always confused as to who's get the ball at the start of the fourth quarter. Now I got to talk to Katie about this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, James. Uh, Everyone's a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I got to be honest. I. I don't think I know. Oh well, okay. So the team who gets a tip, the t- see uh, that it, look. Now we need him. Whoever opens, yeah. Second... Look at this. What a what a turn of events it's been. Yeah, whoever gets the second quarter gets the ball, right? <laughs> look, look, look at look at what you guys have done. Oh, oh no, so, Soren's about to get a timeout. <laughs> Soren, this is on you. This, this is, is on you. This is on you. <sighs> uh, oh confidence De'Aaron Fox is this the most confident you've ever seen him I think early in the season yes uh I think he went through a lull where he he kind of lost his confidence a little bit uh where he just didn't look the same um but right now I think he's back and I also think he sees what like what I see like as far as the next like 10 games like Mm -hmm. this is if you want to be an all-star you have to be an all-star right now you got to be an all-star today you got to go in against a team that you've torched your entire career in the Atlanta Hawks. Like his his first triple-double, maybe only triple-double in his career, came against Trey Young. Uh, you need to come out and look like that player tonight. Um, but then, again, when you got the Lakers when and this whole string of games here, this is where you define that you're an all-star, that your team can't just get to five games over 500, but might be able to get to eight games over 500 or ten games over 500 right now. And if you can do that, you're an all-star. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think I think right now he is an all-star. You know, I, no caveats, no, you know, oh, I don't know. I think if you selected 
um, the top 24 players, 12 players in each conference, I think he should be in there 100%. I mean, and then you've got situations where people are, you know, injured and may not show up, maybe selected, but can't play all this other stuff. The Aaron Fox is playing like one of the top 24 players in the league today. Yeah. And he's doing something that no one else can, can do right now. He's become this like elite player in the fourth quarter and he's better than everyone else at doing it. And Mm so you got to look at that as one of the, the ingredients, you know, guys averaging almost 24 points and six assists a game. He's been phenomenal for most of the season. Um, You know, he's leading his team. His team is better than it's been in, you know, a decade and a half right now. And it's just whether or not you can sustain it. And again, that's something that we're still going to question. Like, can he sustain it for 82? Can he sustain it for 70? Uh, We have seen the lull already, but can he keep it going from here on out? Is it fair to point out that lull occurred right before he missed time with the... yeah, I don't remember what it was. A foot injury. Of, of, yeah, okay. sore foot. So th- that he was playing through, and it kind of got to the point where, all right, all right, kid, can't play through this anymore. Let's let's try to get you a couple of days rest. I think he missed two games and came back. And the question was, what version of De'Aaron Fox are we going to get? And I, I'm comfortable in saying I think we've gotten that answer. Well, I don't see. Here's the problem. This is why being transparent on an injury report actually matters. Because if he had sore feet and was probable with sore feet for three games, four games, five games, that's one thing. But, you know, here we have this situation with Domanis Sabonis, who literally has a broken thumb. We all know he has a broken thumb. He's no longer on the injury report. So clearly the thumb is healed. But it's not. And so, like, what are we doing here? Keegan Murray has his hand taped up. He's going to have his hand taped up for a month. Yeah, does he have the same injury that Domas has? I'm going to guess that he didn't do the same Okay, so we've talked about this sort of the bro- the bone breaking off, the avulsion fracture, yes, in great right? Detail, yes. Um, <laughs> but see, this is why that conversation matters because you can tear that tendon, you can or the ligament, you can tear the ligament or you can sprain the ligament, and and a lot of times it can be worse than if you have the avulsion fracture. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to guess that there's something like that in there, but again, that's speculation. That's off of him not being able to tell us what's going on, but telling us he's going to have to have his thumb taped up in this position for the next month or so. Um, Mm -hmm. So, again, like if we had transparency, to get back to De'Aaron Fox, it said, hey, he's dealing with some foot issues. Like, then we could say, hey, look, that's eighth that eight-game stretch, we're just going to kind of crumple up and say he was fighting through it. I know there was a point where I saw him limping around into the locker room, and I knew he had foot issues. Right. Um, but again, there's a big difference between general soreness and needing to be on the injury report, but then missing two games. So like, mm-hmm. that's why transparency matters. It's why the, the league pushes for that and why we as journalists push for it on a daily basis, like what exactly is going on here. And I think we've gotten away a little bit from it right now, um, but it's something that we should be on top of the whole time. The Kings tonight have a clean injury report. It's clean. The only person, the only three guys that are on there are Chima Moneki and uh, Keon Ellis and Namias Keda, who are with the Stockton Kings in Salt Lake City. That's it. And that's just not factual. Like the injury report should have Demonis Sabonis with the sore thumb, I mean, with a, a broken and avulsion fracture in his thumb. He's probable or, or he's going to play, he's available, but those things, it's still there. It's not like the injury healed. And so it's just really strange. The only difference between him and, say, mm. 
Marvin Bagley is that Marvin Bagley is going to miss a month or more and may need surgery or is probably going in for surgery on two fingers where Sabonis doesn't have where he's not going to miss time. Hmm. Shouldn't we all be on the injury report? <laughs> I certainly have been all season. Well, I mean, you can put everyone on it. You can put those five starters on it and just put tired. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of what I meant. Like uh, somebody yeah. got a knee to the thigh yesterday. They're gonna play. They'll be they'll be out there. But I mean, that's an injury, right? Like that's the case. Like we put put anybody in there for anything. I think the way I look at the injury report is. If a guy is in serious uh, consideration of not playing, that's how they should be on there. I think Domas isn't on there because he's not in consideration of not playing. Like, he's going to play. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, but uh, someone who doesn't cover the team or talk about the team on a daily basis will forget about that thumb or are, has already forgotten about that thumb and see Sabonis put up these big numbers, but then could watch a game and go, hey, why did he just drop that ball right out of bounds with his right hand? Like, oh, he must have bad hands. Oh, you know, like you're you're playing a new team each and every night, right? And their well, fans don't know to, your players. and They need to listen to uh, D'Lon Casey, Kings Beat, and J Street Vibes, and then they'd be up to date on what's going on. Yeah, there we go. I, yeah. I agree. I, I, I believe that's, 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 that's what should happen. Um, <laughs> send these to all of your media friends. Send, send all of our podcasts, <laughs> our shows, and all of that stuff to all of your media friends. Put them on the mailing list. That's yeah. Right. This is the yeah. Kings are 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 twenty and sixteen uh, right now. They're the fifth seed. I think I think Deuce had this on on Twitter last night. Last year, the Kings won their twentieth game like a month from now. It, it was like Feb. I think it was like February fifth or sixth. I think I think he said they were like twenty and thirty five. Jeez, <laughs> that feels about right. It's uh, you know, you said you said maybe they're scared of the number five. They haven't been five games above five hundred this season. They haven't been five games uh, above five hundred since two thousand six, and it feels like everything we're seeing with this team tracks back to two thousand six in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to shake it until you shake it, until you you put it to rest and you end the streak. You're not going to be able to shake it, and that's why, again, I keep saying, <laughs> Sean Cunningham will tell you time and time again. The plan is not the playoffs. The plan is not the playoffs. This team, if they want to snap, snap the streak, they need to get to the playoffs. And the easiest way to get to the playoffs is to be a six seed or above. Because then you don't have to worry about the play-in, about one game against LeBron James or Steph Curry mm. or one of these guys that uh, a Damian Lillard that could go for 50 in any given moment. That's what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Like you got to figure out a way for the to get into the playoffs, and that's why I, I keep looking at this team and I'm thinking I, they're solid, but they they need something. They need more. This team has shown you that sort of the cap of where they can be is probably a top sixteen defensive team, but they're realistically probably a twenty to twenty four defensive team rated defensive team in the league. It, it's not brain surgery here. You know they need more. So go go to try to find it right now. Like don't there's no reason to wait. We see what's missing. Like go get the ingredient. Yeah. I mean, and but we, we went over that in don't detail. Know what I just, the ingredient I don't know. is though. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if you I don't know if you, you have the 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 money in the bank account to go get the ingredients. I have you been to the grocery store? Have you been to Damien's Nugget Market? You know, it, it's crazy. 
I, it's not mine. I don't own it. It's nearby. You wish you owned it because I do. <laughs> that inflation. Apparently, milk is like seven bucks now. Like, good oh, God, I know, I man! I saw like a, a eighteen pack of eggs, like the regular store brand, was like eight ninety nine. I was like, how come yeah. the 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 free range chicken ones are cheaper than those? Like, <laughs> I'll go get the healthy eggs. I, I guess <laughs> like the healthy what, eggs. What what exactly is happening? What is happening? I, yeah, I, I don't know. But but I I say that's and I agree with you, Ham. I, I would I would love for them to solidify them. So I just don't know. I don't know if that player's out there, and I don't know if they have enough to go get the player. Their best bet might be a little small move, and maybe that takes you a long way. You know, Mason Plumlee, like you talk about, or, you know, um, I, I don't know, just a random rotational guy. Maybe that puts everything into place. But I, I just don't – I don't know what the move would be. But I do I do feel like, like you said, they're one move away from kind of solidifying themselves. Yeah, and, I mean, if you're looking at the teams that are around you that continue to struggle, you know – there's no reason not to at least go out there and try to make it now. I, and, and I know like Monty McNair is out there being aggressive. He knows what's on the line here. I mean, he's got more on the line than any of us do. So like he, he gets it. It's just, you, it takes two to tango and it takes the right deal. And there is no, no one has set the market yet for what a player is going to cost in this, this season. And until that's set, because Rudy Gobert sure as hell ain't it. Man. Well, I mean, you can even say Rudy Gobert probably broke the market. Like he did. Oh, absolutely he did. And now everyone's like, what's the what's the kid's name from Ha ha Nelson from the Simpsons? Yeah. yeah. Now 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 all the other NBA teams are looking at the, the Timberwolves like that. That Nelson wasn't as good as your macho man. Oh. Oh, well, I can even tell you too, macho like it, it's a problem that you have dealing with Utah Jazz. Like didn't they just pick up like seven or eight first round picks? Like, mm-hmm. what else do they need? Yeah. Like, do they need just more picks? I guess is the question. No, they probably. I mean, to your earlier point, and this isn't what we're advocating. They want Keegan Murray. They want the the player, the Tyrese, mm-hmm. the player that that's already in the league to build off. Like, yeah, just someone like, that you have. The, the, the I hate using this term, but the team controlled player. Yes. That has a high upside that you can build off and start bringing in the young guys. Because as good as Indiana is right now, ultimately that's what they want to do. They yeah. want to mm-hmm. use draft picks to build around Tyrese for years to come, not specifically just this year. Yeah, I mean, and if you're looking at their team, like you can, they can really like Laurie Markkinen right now. But mm-hmm. the fact is he's 25 years old. He doesn't fit the age arc of what they're trying to do. And maybe they can rapid rebuild this thing because I know uh, Danny Ainge has done that in the past. Mm -hmm. But, like, is he one of those guys that you're going to build around? And I don't know. I I don't know that that's the case. And and, and a lot of people are right. Like, we're really high on him right now, but he hasn't been incredible for his first five years in the league. All of a sudden, he gets in the right situation. You know, we talk about Fox, like, hitting that perfect moment where, like, Everything comes together where he's the right age, where, you know, he's married, he's got a baby on the way. Everything's kind of fitting into one, like, box for him. And, and like, he's at the maturity level to take off. It's probably the same thing with Laurie. Uh, and he's just found the right spot, the right moment in his career. But, like, I was pining for this guy two years ago when the Kings still had their mid-level exception and he was sitting out there in August 
like go get this guy what are people what are teams doing i mean even if it's for as an asset go get him and sure enough you know the Cavs first took advantage of it and now utah's gonna do it too mm-hmm. what do you yeah. Lori bird what do you think these you you mentioned a a minute ago three wins in the last four games by a combined four points if i got that right yeah what do you think these clutch minutes and pulling out games like that mean for this team long term i think it means everything it's about learning how to win mm-hmm. and learning how to win different ways learning how to win when you can't make a bucket learning how to win when fox is great and last night learning how to win when the three doesn't fall because that i don't think has happened this year single digit threes and they they got the win well that and i mean you can look at this too uh they lost a game the night a couple of nights before because they couldn't get an offensive rebound. Like that's another way to lose. So you put that in the back of your mind. How are we going to win in situations, you know, and each of these games bring something different out in a team and teaches you something new. And they learned in that situation, like, look, if we don't team rebound, we're going to lose more games. This is mm-hmm. going to be an issue. But in these situations, like also like if, if Fox misses one shot, they don't win that game. Mm-hmm. And you put a lot of pressure on a dude. What do you score? Twenty-two in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't expect excellence like that each and every night because there have been games this season where he couldn't do it. He couldn't get the the shot to fall when it mattered, and and you lost. So each of these are there moments where you just kind of put it in your book of, you know, how are we going to trudge through an eighty-two game season and learn something each and every night? And I think you're learning more about this team all the time. No. And one of the guys that's kind of, uh, I don't want to say bounced back because it wasn't like he was playing terrible, but we're starting to see the Kevon Herter that we saw earlier in the season. Is there something that um, that you've seen from him recently that's attributed to him playing better basketball or 16 last night? Obviously, he did what he did on, on Friday night, um, but he's just he's starting to look more like himself. Is there something you see with his game that that's getting back to to, I don't know if it's normal, but what we saw at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a little bit on the show. Like, I do believe the Kings have, like, a, a handful of players here that you're counting on to do things that they've never done before. And for uh, for Herter, for Monk, they're figuring out that in order for their team to win, they have to be consistent. So it's one thing for him to score 30 in a night, but he can't have six-point nights or one for 13 nights he can't have those nights because his team isn't strong enough from head to toe to to like survive when, you know, X amount of players struggle. And mm-hmm. you know, if there's a rookie wall, I think I think Herter probably hit a bit of a, a veteran wall and I think Monk has hit it as well. Uh and is still trying to climb out of it. He's had a game or two where he's been good, but also like maybe five or six here over the last ten that he has not been great. And it's these guys are are figuring out that it's one thing when you do this for a Hawks team that's up and down and all over the place, or your not only your role where you know Herder was playing thirty minutes tonight for the Hawks, but like your place in their world is very different. So it's it's much different when you're playing Trey Young's world. <laughs> yeah, when you're playing thirty minutes a night and you're only scoring twelve points, like. We we see Herder can roll out of bed and score twelve points. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. even need to warm up to score twelve points. 
But when all of a sudden you're expected to score 15 to 18 points a night, it's just different, and it takes a different amount of energy, and, and they're asking him to defend at a different level. And uh, I think that some of these guys have ran out of gas at certain points of the season, and then they come through it. It's just like the rookie wall. Like Keegan has shown that he's he's climbing out of the mess, um, but even still you've seen games where he's struggling. What was it? It was Friday night against Utah. Man, Sabonis was yelling at Keegan Murray half the game. Like, he was yelling at him the whole time. He was not happy with his energy level. He was not happy with how hard he was cutting. He was not happy with him not getting into the rotation early enough. You saw him, like, pulling him aside and giving him an earful. And these are moments where young players have to learn, but also guys who haven't been there, guys who don't know what this means. It's tough. I hit a wall on Wednesdays. Like, it happens. We've all been through that, and sometimes we look at, basketball players or athletes as if it's different like it's a it's a very it's a fun very high paying job these guys Mm -hmm. go through a lot to get ready for every game and it's not just the 48 minutes on the floor it's the 50 things that they go through to get ready uh, for those 40 minutes and when you have three of those four of those a week when you have two of them on consecutive nights it's tough and as those days those nights those weeks start to pile up. Yeah, you get stretches where Malik isn't playing well. You get stretches where Kevin Herter isn't playing well, and you hope that they they can shake out of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Monk apologized for his play last week and then came out and had, like, an incredible game, right? But then he came back with, you know, maybe one or two games that weren't nearly as good. Mm-hmm. Like, finding that consistency is really hard. And Mike Brown loves to practice. This team practices right. more than any team I've seen ever in Sacramento. Uh, their shoot-arounds are a good 40 minutes longer than any team I've ever covered in Sacramento. There is a lot of expenditure that goes on. And and I'll add this, too. When you have practices like this all the time, that means you have media sessions all yeah. the time. Because if you have mm-hmm. a practice, you have to have a media session. It's the rules. And so these guys are... They're a bit tattered at times. They're a bit worn out from the whole process. And it's not just going in and playing basketball, but it's also coming in during the month of December and being at home. And, you know, the Sabonis is flying. The Murrays flew in. Matthew Delavadova's parents were in the building. Like, you have all of these other commitments here, your real life people who have all these things that are happening. And you're expected to maintain at a level up here. But you have so many things happen. Just think how exhausted all of us are from the Christmas holiday season. And we're not playing basketball every night. You know, we might be working. We might be doing what we do. But in like, front of 17,000 people. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, who who know exactly what I should be doing at my job. And are screaming and yes. yelling at you the entire time. <laughs> right. And right. demanding that you light a, a magical beam outside. Yes, it is magical. Night. It is magical. The the moon gravitated to the beam last night. It's so magical. Yeah. The other thing about all this as well is um, averages are averages for a reason, right? So just because, you know, Keegan or Kevin or Malik go for 25, you know, one night, they average, I'm just throwing a number out there, 13 points a game for their career for a reason. It doesn't mean that they're always going to score 13 or they can never score more than 13. It just means that, you know, Malik is going to have his 30-point games and then he's going to have his eight-point games. And when you bring it all together, that comes to like 14 points a game. And that's 
it's, I think because, you know, we go through this grind so much day in and day out and we live and die with these games, we forget that, you know, these guys are doing what they've done. And, you know, they, they get to that average, you know, one way or another, whether it's by rarely is it ever by scoring 14 straight, you know, points a game straight through the season. There's going to be with highs and lows, hot and cold times and things of that nature. And I think that uh, sometimes we we forget, like, that's why they average what they average. Yeah, I mean, realistically, the only guy who is completely consistent on this team is Sabonis. Mm-hmm. And that guy just, like, throws on a backpack that has 18 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists in it every single night. And it's it's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable to watch. And, like, I had the joy of covering DeMarcus Cousins for six and a half years of his career. Watching him do some of the things on his, on the court um, that he did were so stunning. Like, there's never been a big man who moved like that, or at least at that time there had never been a big man who moved like that, who handled the ball, who did spin moves at half court, did they did all of these things at that size. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, after watching Sabonis for a year, I'm starting to feel like he's the best player I've ever covered. And it's because not only is he so consistently great, but what he does for his teammates is something that DeMarcus was never able to do. It was either DeMarcus backpacked you and got you a win, or you lost, or even he would have a big game and you still lost. Mm -hmm. Um, With Sabonis, it's something different. He just has this ability to make everyone around him better. He's a very special player, and that's why I fully believe he is a top 10 player in the league right now. He's just remarkable what he's doing each and every night. I agree. Um, And Uriah Faber is remarkable. He's a UFC Hall of Famer. He's hosting Night of Champions on January 13th at Hard Rock Live. Uh, We've got tickets for you, a pair of tickets for you uh, right now. Caller number 3 916 Nine zero nine thirteen twenty. We'll get you all set up again. A pair of tickets for Uriah Faber's Night of Champions on January thirteenth at Hard Rock Live. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk uh, more about the Sacramento Kings. Uh, James, I want to talk a little bit about the defensive effort uh, from KZ Akpala getting the defensive player of the game last night, as well as Davion Mitchell, the menace to society, uh, O Dog, and uh, of course about tonight's game versus Atlanta at the Golden One Center. That's all coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. It's okay to hang them up after a good career. Just a couple of guys we saw last night who's like, hey, it might be time. It might be a time. Well, one. Oh, okay. About just, I was trying to soften. I was trying to soften. I would have liked Laurie Markkinen to retire anytime he plays the Kings. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that would he, help. He can go ahead and – Laurie Markkinen can go straight to hell. Man, he, he, do this against everybody else. How about that? He he's, he was cooking the last couple of t- couple of times they played the Kings. Real quick, James, what's your what's your knowledge of the rule? I always thought at point three it had to be a tip in. Point four you could catch and shoot. De'Aaron last night was saying point four had to be a tip in. I thought I thought what Laurie did if he could have got it off in time was legal. That's a good question. I- I could have sworn that if it's under point four, that it can't be a catch and shoot. Right. Um, but they were pretty convinced that it was point four. Uh, he was pretty convinced. I know some other people on social media were pretty convinced. Um, I'll also say this: like the whole the way that that play like happened, and so you've got Fox. You know, he goes to the basket. He beats Laurie. He sees a double team coming from. Uh, uh, Vanderbilt, right? Um, mm. And then he runs right away from it. Then he goes up with his right hand as opposed to his left to get to the basket quicker, which I thought was brilliant by him because normally if he would have gone with his left, he very well could have been blocked on that. And if mm. he would have gone for the dunk, it would have also been an issue. But um, I watched when he went and like put the ball up on the glass, there was two seconds left. The ball hits the glass, hits the front rim, hits the side rim, hits the other side rim, slowly falls through and by the time it got through it was it was 0.4 left and mm-hmm. just remarkable how much time the ball took to actually And that's the way De'Aaron planned it because he knew if it went <laughs> through the net if it went straight through the net they would have had a chance to lose that's why he's in god mode right that's now that's why it's that's so the old. that's the type of fourth quarter he had he's like i'm gonna make this ball sit in there <laughs> It was Michael Jordan and Larry Bird, right? The McDonald's commercials That's off, off the ceiling, okay. off the yep. roof, off the yep. off the floor, nothing but net. Um, yeah. The it, only it type of field goal which may be scored if the game clock and shot clock are at 0.2 is mm. a tip-in or a high lob. Um, so I, I, I always remember it being under 0.4, but it actually looks like it's 0.3 and under. Mm. Uh, that it has to be a tip in or a lob. Now there's, you know, you we we could we could dig all through this rule book. It was point four. I was confused by De'Aaron's post game remarks because he kept referencing Derek Fisher. Yeah, he blamed Derek Fisher, and it was like we Derek Fisher's Derek shot counted. Like they, <laughs> like I'm confused. Well, like they there changed were... the rule after. That's why he's saying that they changed the rule after that you can't have a catch and shoot from this point because you're talking uh, well, about I think human that they, error. Okay, so 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 catch and shoot and shoot 
aren't ex- well. No, I guess I. I'm just confused. <laughs> De- De- not De'Aaron. Derek caught the ball. Did he? He didn't turn, did he? he no, but he, it was pretty much all in one motion. Kind he of. caught, brought up, but there was no way it took less than that amount of time. You know that, mm-hmm. like again, and the rules have changed greatly. Like their ability to go back and look at those shots. The other thing was I, I didn't even look. Did Utah not have a timeout? No. Okay. No, yeah, no, because Utah immediately out. throws that haymaker, which was like a heck well, of a pass. It actually, it, it, it yeah, it took a it, it took fine. a minute, and Sabonis caught it because they were kind of they were kind of like on De'Aaron, and Sabonis caught. Uh, hey, hey, hey! Like clearly, they didn't have a timeout because they were kind of like looking around, and then the Kings ran back forward because they realized, oh, Utah doesn't have a timeout. We have defense to play, and by the time Sabonis went back, kind of. Towards the baseline, the ball was in the air on its way towards. And it was that Keegan. was a dime by Vanderbilt, that, right? Like that was he dropped yeah. that in a bucket. Yeah, it was a it was a hell of a who threw that pass. I Vanderbilt think, threw that. Yeah, and I think Keegan was uh, was defending. defending. It kind of reminds me of the uh, was it De'Aaron Fox full length to Harrison, Harrison Barnes yeah, for the catch and the shoot, thing, which was yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Em- the the empty arena buzzer beater against Cleveland, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, no, we were empty arena. Uh, yeah. The only one I know who was at Morgan. I think that was Morgan and uh, yeah, That's Krista, our- Krista Krista Plunk was were were there. And yeah. I don't remember. Uh, Katie, I think Katie was on the call with Krista. Maybe. Oh, it's the uh, the all female, yeah. non uh, yeah. binary night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. I was there for that. Yeah. And, and what what? Well, I was in the building. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't up on the set. No, I don't. No, <laughs> no, I was in the building for that. Okay, we uh, were allowed in the building. Yeah, reporters were there the whole year. Oh, okay, just no fans. Yeah, just no. there were fans. no fans there. Yeah, that's, no, no fans. I, I spent the whole season up until the last like six games of the year. Oh, that's right, I remember. Like, in the arena, everyone was spread out. Yeah. Like, like everyone was just spread out, like super far from each other. I never went. We never. I, did you go to any of those? Oh no! I don't think you could. No, we no. could. We just didn't like because it, the, pro- the protocol. Like, the protocol it was, was like a super process for us. Yeah, to get there. and it was just we like, like we don't yeah. need to be there, so we're just not going to burden that staff with trying to make room for us. Like just to say we went to one, it's literally the same exact experience at home. Like we 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 don't need to we don't need to go. That was I forgot really, reporters were allowed in. That was a good. It was a good game, and I. Katie was on the call and went nuts when mm-hmm. he hit the shot. Um, yeah, I mean the whole entire night was. And it was the strangest celebration in history because I yeah. think Harrison just like turned around like, well, I just hit a, <laughs> just hit a half court shot with no one to cheer, so I'm just gonna walk back to the locker room and take a shower. That it was really tough because we during that entire season. We're sitting, we all were spaced out. We we're like six or eight feet apart. So you had to yell at the person down the row from you. And which could like, probably be heard on the court. <laughs> you could hear us. You could hear us everywhere. Like there wasn't enough people in the building at all. Um, shout out to uh, Kat who took care of us. She was uh, the King's employee that, that had all of our meals ready for us every night and, and took care of us. And um, yeah, it was, that was just a really strange stretch. But also say we all pulled together as a group. We all like worked together to make sure that we were getting our vaccines when they became available, because if not, we couldn't be in the building. Um, and, you know, so when appointments came up, 
we were sending out like text threads like, hey, there are six appointments here. Go get your your shot. So we're all good and in the building. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was an interesting time. We, we became closer. The, the whole group, we became closer. You know, how I remember vividly that the reporters were able to be there all year is because we did have access to the Zoom link for the press conference and everybody would be sitting at their little table or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> miles away from somebody else getting ready to ask their question when I would get in there and watch the, the press conferences. And it would be like, Tony, <laughs> mute your computer. <laughs> mute it. Like we all hear it. We're all echoing. <laughs> God bless Tony. Oh, Tony's the best. <laughs> or send a text like, hey, your mic. How many times I've texted even Jason Anderson, man, your mute, your mic is hot. Like, oh, yeah, Mike, hot mic. Keep it hot clean, mic. pal. Keep it, keep, uh, or it clean. they're like, you know, talk to someone behind them or whatever. Or someone comes in the room and starts yapping. Um, yeah, I've been on, I've been on uh, Zoom. So we weren't at the arena, but we were all on a Zoom where where someone was taking a particularly long time. And the conversation with the media members just got spicy. <laughs> I've set, set in on a couple of those where where some media members were looking for other media members. It's like, oh boy, I'm just just gonna sit here and 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 take this all in. This is good stuff. So off the record with the Sacramento Kings beat writers. Well, again, we are a tight group. I mean, whether we all love all each of other us. or not. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. we And we have our moments, too, where, you know, we don't all get along. Yeah, I, I specifically remember Jason Jones being on the call. So Jason was probably <laughs> the instigator of the whole thing. Like he, right, Jason is the type that will start it and then walk and then away. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! We had well, a moment one night with him where he lost his his mind, and we had to hold him back in in the media room. I can't imagine that. Like I I I, that I can't. Was a moment I realized that that dude played high level high school football as an offensive lineman. He damn. He, he threw me and Sean Cunningham around, who were trying to cool him down. He threw us around like a couple of rag dolls, like just. Jason strikes me so much like Kenny, a guy who's just. You're not gonna rattle him like he's. He got rattled one night. Mm. I, maybe I, me and him have yelled at each other across the room once or twice, like in the good old days. Um, yeah, we we w- had some like witty banter going back and forth. It may have got out of control, um, but that night was like one of those nights. Was like, oh, well, he wasn't hot at you. Oh no, oh. no, I I won't divulge what happened, but yeah, it was it was an, an evening for sure, and it oh. and it did not end in like. Like two minutes, it like we had multiple like rile ups of the same situation. It was oh, I can't it, see it. That's crazy. Yeah, and I that dude is strong as a bull and threw us around <laughs> all over the place. Like we were falling into chairs. Hold on for dear life. This is tremendous. Calm down, buddy. Calm down. <laughs> this is tremendous. Uh, uh, so the Sacramento Kings, uh, we, they're not playing in front of an empty arena anymore. Uh, Seventeen plus thousand. Uh, hopefully, if you're traveling to the game, I I don't know. I can still see the sun from the studio, uh, but James says it's pretty windy out. If the if the, the rain ground is up. dry over yeah. here, drive careful. <laughs> yeah, drive careful. Christina Warner induced panic. 
<laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, drive, drive, drive safe. Uh, heading into the game, drive safe. Uh, leaving the game, but it's the Atlanta Hawks, who James like Utah is struggling entering this game. Utah had lost four in a row, four competitive games, but it lost four in a row. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, coming off of that, you know, uh, brutal overtime loss against Golden State the other night, uh, they're coming off f- four losses as well. They're heading into this game with four losses uh, as, as as well. And it was a, a game where Sacramento just never found its legs the first time they played uh, in Atlanta, a- again, on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, is it stop Trey Young and figure everything else out along the way? Or what's 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 the key uh, for Sacramento tonight. Yeah, I mean, they're a dangerous team. Uh, Onyeka Kongwu has really stepped up and, and played well for them, um, but he's not a player that I think uh, that Sabonis will fear at all. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's going to be a good matchup. I think Fox and, and Trey is usually a good matchup. Uh, DeJounte Murray is intriguing. Um, Bogey off the bench, um, although, you know, all these guys played huge minutes the other night. And yeah, so I'm not, so, okay. Is Bogey playing well? He had 21 the other night in 43 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him have some some moments this year. He's doing okay. The only time I really saw him play was the other night. Because I, I watched, I watched firstly that entire, not the entire game. I watched pretty much the whole second half. Yeah, and I watched overtime. Against, uh, the Lakers, I saw that Lakers game the other day. Uh, he was hitting some shots. Yeah. I, I hope that uh, he, he rounds into shape, you know, just like the knee issues have, have slowed him down. I mean, he's shooting well from the field, but he's only played 14 games on the season. He's averaging 17.6 a game, though. Hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice third guard to have, and, you know, I know that's one of the reasons why they were able to, they were willing to move off a herder. Mm-hmm. So you'd hope that while they're in town, maybe the Kings can have conversations with them about – Different ways to adjust the trade from the herder deal, uh, so they could potentially free up uh, their draft picks. What's in, that look way? like? You've brought that up a couple times. Is that legitimate? That's a that's a that's a like a that would that be a brand new trade? No, um, you can adjust the the like. I don't. What are they? The restrictions the on, on a trade on a on a draft pick. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sure, it could be a different trade where the Kings sent someone their way or um you know maybe if if you wanted to go so what is it it's a top i think it's top 14 protected in 2024 it's top 12 protected in 2025 it's top 10 protected in 2026 if it's not relayed by 2026 it becomes two second round picks Mm -hmm. right so in a perfect world, the the Kings wouldn't need their first their first round picks and you know they they only lose one of them um, mm. so, you know, once they give up one pick, then you get your other picks back. But the problem is today, as we sit, they can't trade their 23 because you could lose your 24. You can't trade your 25, your 26 or your 27. So the, the first pick you have that you can actually trade is a 28. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Kings could call, could negotiate, could f- try to figure something out. Um, they could take like the, um, the, lottery protections off completely and just give them an unprotected 2024 pick. But in that case, the Kings would want something more uh, from Atlanta. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, to quote the great David Stern, life is a negotiation. Um, there, There's always ways you can do it, but, you know, the Kings could actually potentially use those picks and, and 
considerably improve their roster over the coming weeks. You don't want to kill your entire future, but if you have things that are, you know, working, if you have guys like, if you are keeping a guy like Keegan Murray around for long term and you know he's going to develop and be a better player than he is today, then that may make it easier when you look at your contractual obligations with Fox and with Sabonis, you know, hopefully you're able to tie up Sabonis and stuff like that. David Stern sounded like Kyle Shanahan. Life is a negotiation. We may not be here Sunday. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but what I got out of that is that that the picks and the trades with Atlanta, until it actually has to be conveyed, it could always kind of be um, reframed, right? Like that's, that's kind of the like it could be reframed at the at the draft this year, or whenever, as long as Atlanta's willing to do it, right? Yeah, as long as uh, both groups are willing to have the conversation and sit down and do it. Now, Atlanta could be perfectly comfortable with that pick and the way that it is. I mean, basically, I know this sounds strange, but you're wiping out a team that seems to be competing for half the players that you want to compete with to go get, like, all the time. You know, how many times have we heard the Kings, you know, matched with Atlanta or Mm -hmm. competing to get a player uh, that Atlanta's also you know, likes. Uh, so, I mean, that's one thing you basically wipe out a, another team's uh, draft picks, but um, you could hold the Kings, you know, if the Kings have a big deal that they could figure out right now that, you know, required them to have a 26 or a 25 draft pick. I, I think Atlanta would be willing to listen, especially if you could take a bunch of restrictions off. Well, it's probably, I mean, I think maybe it's worth pointing out that was Wes Wilcox's former home, yeah, right? I don't know how many people are left from that era, though, because okay. he he had been with uh, like NBA TV for a couple of years, and, and they, like they they've had some turnover recently. Yeah, Travis Schlink mm-hmm. uh, moved up or out, and right. uh, Landry Fields took over mm-hmm. uh, the Hawks. So as far as a GM position. Yeah, I think it's an interesting... That's a team that you could go back to again and have more discussions with. There are players that would work for both teams in, in certain situations, but like the John Collins situation, I think that's kind of sailed at this point. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just... I'm, I'm, of course, John Collins is going to go for 40 tonight. Give us the old no. Julius Randle treatment. Like every time Kings fans talk no. bad about Julius Randle, he goes for 39. There's Knicks, there's Knicks fans, too, that are out here. I don't know if you saw the tweet floating around, but they're saying Randall's untradeable right now. He's balling. Hmm. All yeah, those I mean, release Randall. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the standings. They're in the eighth spot right now at 20 and 18, uh, the New York Knicks are. And right below them is the Atlanta Hawks, who is, is – they're 17 and 20. And as we hmm. mentioned, they, they've lost four in a row. And, James, I th- you, you know, you mentioned that – Sacramento and Atlanta always seem to be tied together one way or another when rumors get get mm-hmm. get started. Atlanta desperately needs to retool their roster. I don't think Sacramento needs to retool their roster. They may want to add to their roster, improve their roster. I think Atlanta they've got some they've got some fixing they got to do because I just you know I, I think part of their issue is they overachieved quickly, and I, I think that sent an unrealistic bar for what this team is. This team played way over their head. That year they made the playoffs and got, I think, to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not what mm-hmm. this team is. Yeah, I mean, I think we can say the same thing sort of like the Denver Nuggets. They played way over their head during the bubble and made it to the Western Conference Finals, and then all of a sudden wow. they're struggling to get back to like what it is. Maybe they are now back to where they are, where Atlanta has kind of faded hard. And 
I, I say the other thing, they have turmoil. Like Nate McMillan is not connecting with his players. Yeah. There, there's been some conversations about him uh, potentially stepping away. Maybe he's not. I, I don't want to say that he's not connecting well with his players. He might not be connecting with one of his players well. And that one's know, pretty important. Yeah, he's pretty important. But you know, at the same time, like how many coaches you go through. You know, mm-hmm. you want to be a winner. Uh, sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. I'm always hey. hesitant to agree with Kenny. I'm starting to really look at the bubble sideways. Well, like there's a, just there's just so much that happened this year that year where it was like really looking for me in the light. Really look looking at how much it, look at how much it impacted the Kings. Oh yeah, it was massive, no Changed doubt. Everything yeah. for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. They hey can't erase what they were, but I'm just saying that bubble it was different. It was different. Hey, before we get out of here though, Damien. At Christina's call. Mm. Okay, Damien Barling and I am K Diddy. <laughs> don't question the forecast. It will be messy. Be safe on the roads to the game. All right. She's, she smoked. We, okay, we asked okay. for her. She smoked. All right. If she's still adamant about that forecast, we'll remind you. Uh, if you're going to the game tonight, uh, be safe. Uh, is it what, – what what's the – do you know the official number? Is it seven straight sellouts? Eight. Eight, eight straight, straight sellouts? Uh, with the largest crowd was 17,985. And that number was set like three games in a row. Like the, it like it kept changing, like it kept going up, 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 like three games in a row. Yeah, but then the last game wasn't quite as many. I mean, okay. it was still a full sellout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, hey, the crowd has been incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. like truly, truly the, the, it, w- 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 We've got a minute. The, the Kevin Herter three Friday night. <sighs> incredible. You, I watched Brendan's video and cam's video a thousand times like it, it's just a to see the crowd reaction like that had that has to be one of the one of the best golden one center moments so far yeah it's top five for sure i mean just mm-hmm. absolutely incredible but like when you fill that building up and these fans are engaged i mean mm-hmm. when you have yeah. when you have a couple hundred standing room only tickets being sold that's when you know that you're on to something this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.